How's it going guys? Miguel here from CFS Recovery. In this video, I'm gonna be talking about practicing patience. Now, when you have chronic fatigue syndrome, it is very difficult to be patient. And I totally get it because chances are you're very, very patient. If anything, you are more patient than most people because the things we have to deal with, as somebody who's been through chronic fatigue syndrome, if you don't know my story, I was sick with this for about four and a half years on and off. And basically I would get to the point of crashing, being bedridden for a handful of months. And after about four or five months, I'd be able to start going back to work again, very part-time, built myself up. I was a personal trainer, so I was having clients. And then eventually I would crash again, even worse. Then I'd build myself back up even higher, crash again, even worse, then build up even higher. And then it was like a giant yo-yo up and down and the yo-yos were getting more drastic. Like the progress was increased and the crashes were way worse. So it's like, it was a crazy, crazy roller coaster journey I was on. And to say that I was patient during those years is an absolute understatement because I had so many instances where I said no to hang out with the friends or turning down opportunities for things I really wanted to do. And at the time I was 18, 19, 20 years old. Those are like the golden years of life. At least I thought so at the time. And uh, all my friends were out doing fun things and I just couldn't join. So patience is something that I know if you're watching this right now, you've been practicing as much as you can. So in this video, I'm not gonna tell you that you have to be patient because you already know that. And I know you have that patience within you, but I'm just gonna tell you things that are gonna put it into a different perspective and maybe you can look at your situation from different angles to help you be more patient. Just right off the bat, I want you to know that I completely understand where you're coming from because I have been there myself. I've been completely bedridden at one point in my recovery. Now, the reason we start to get impatient, of course, it's the eagerness to get back out into the world again because in the beginning, there's a bit of a shock factor where we're living this life, we get sick, now we feel like we've been stripped of life. And we don't really know why, we don't understand what's going on. So we're there kind of confused, wondering, okay, did we do something wrong? Like, where did this whole train go off the rails? How did I end up here in life? And it's unfair because a lot of my other friends, you know, they're doing way more things. They're way more stressed than I am. And yet here I am, I'm the one with the health issues. So, you know, it, it can be very frustrating, which I think that forces you to be patient when you don't really have a choice but to be patient. I wanna give you this analogy here to tell you what it's kinda of like. It's something like CFS. Just so you know that I completely understand where you're coming from and then I'm gonna give you some solutions to kinda of work around it. So imagine someone is standing outside a buffet. You have this beautiful buffet with every delicious food you can think of. King crab legs, you know, you got steak, you got oysters, that's more like fancy food, whatever your favorite food is, pizza, fried chicken, fries, gravy, everything, the whole shebang, right? Everything you could think of is in this ultimate buffet. And you're outside the buffet, right? You're just outside the doors. You can see the food. You could see the food. You could see people leaving the restaurant and they're saying that was absolutely delicious. I can't wait to come back here. So you're sitting outside and you can't get in and you wish you could get in because this is such a tease. It's just seeing all that food. So it's kind of like somebody who has CFS, you feel like you're sitting on the sideline of life while everybody else is enjoying all the beautiful things life has to offer. Here you are at home, stuck, not knowing what to do. And you feel like you're helpless. So imagine that person is standing outside the buffet and somebody who works there opens the door and they say, hey, you wanna come inside? You wanna check this out? You go, sure, I would love to. So they say, hey, come on in. 
doors wide open. We're going to unlock this, come in. So they're going to let you come into the restaurant. They're going to show you the different foods. You could smell it. You could almost taste it. But just as you're putting some king crab legs on your plate, they tell you, hey, it's time to go outside. Sorry, you were in here for two minutes. Time's up. Have to go take a break again. Go sit outside. So that's kind of what it's like recovering from CFS when you're not able to look at it from a grander perspective, right? Once you do a few activities that feel normal again, once you go out and feel normal, it's really tempting to go, hey, this, this is a good feeling. I, I like doing this. Even if it's not going out, even if it's doing something within your house, you're going to be tempted to do more and more and more of it. Right? But the thing is, a lot of people can overdo it and that's where people get in trouble. I also have another video right up here. It's called Gambling With Your Recovery. I might have changed the title by now. But that's the reason a lot of people end up over pushing themselves and crashing. It's because when they start to feel a little bit better, they try to go all in. Well, what happens if you do that at a buffet and say you have a time limit in this scenario? Well, they're going to they're gonna kick you out. It's like, hey, dude, you just made a huge mess here. You try to grab all the food within two minutes. No you're out, we're not gonna let you back in. Whereas you go in there, you follow the rules. In CFS, it's basically the rules of recovery, don't overdo it. Only increase activity to the level that you feel you can handle the symptoms. Symptoms are not bad. If you can handle the symptoms emotionally, then you will be good, but it's better to do it gradually at first. Now, let's say you're outside the buffet again. They tell you, hey, you can come back in, fill up your plate. So now they let you in for another two minutes. So right now you're at about four minutes. So you put food on your plate, you sit down, you got a plate full of food and you take your first bite of that Alaskan crab. I say Alaskan because I live in Vancouver. It's close to me. Imagine your favorite bite of food. You take a bite of it. Next thing you know, they say, hey, sorry, four minutes is up. You got to get up. You got to go wait outside again. For some reason, this is a weird buffet. I understand, but this is the analogy. So you have to go back outside again. Now, here you are, this is the ultimate tease. You smelt the food, you looked at the food, you tasted the food, but now you have to go back outside. Well, it's just like in CFS, you get little bits, little tastes of life, and then you have to pull back. Then you get to do a little bit more, then you have to pull back. The pulling back part is so difficult because you just wanna go in there and enjoy yourself just so you could feel normal again for a little bit longer. But if you push too much, if you do a little bit too much, then, you know, life's going to lock you out. Your nervous system is going to cause your symptoms to flare up for way longer than, you know, originally planned. You have to go through this process over and over again of exposing yourself, but you do have to be patient. You have to know your limit and play within it, right? That's another gambling thing they say here. Know your limit, play within it. And the limit, it's a little bit hard to find in the beginning. That's why you want to go very gradual. Better to be more patient and not focus on increasing activity and doing way more things and trying to be productive. The best thing you can do in the beginning is focus on changing your immediate response to your symptoms. You need to reframe the way that you see symptom flare-ups. Because if you reframe that, that is the golden nugget. That is the golden key out of all of this. If you can do that, you will recover and you follow a few simple principles about expanding activity. So another question you have to ask yourself when you start to get impatient, you have to ask yourself, what's the rush? What is the actual rush? Why do you need to get back to life so fast? And you might answer in your mind, well, I missed out on so much life already. I want to make up for all the lost time. Because I used to tell myself that all the freaking time. The thing is, I used to feel like I was falling behind in life. I used to think that everybody else was getting ahead and 
when I get back into the world, I'm going to be so far behind. I won't be able to relate to my friends, my family, and feel like the world is moving. And here I am on the side. It's like a, the world is moving as if it was a ship and I hopped off the ship and I'm stuck on an island and I see the world leaving me behind. It's taken off. So it does not work like that. Absolutely not, because every single person is on their own trajectory, their own life path. And here's how I know this is absolutely true. Because when I was sick, I was hearing and seeing all my friends going to get their degrees, going to college parties, traveling around the world, doing all these fun things while here I was just barely surviving. And I thought I would never catch up. Yet, after I got better, I was able to build a video production company, quite successful one within a couple of years. And uh, I ended up overtaking a lot of my friends, you know, and I thought I would never be able to catch up to them. So if you compare yourself to other people, that's another thing that also can cause us to be impatient because like I said, we want to play catch up. We need to keep up with other people. Why? The world doesn't move on one track. There's many, there's billions of tracks in the world and we're all moving at our own pace. Sometimes it's faster, sometimes it's slower. When you have CFS, it's just a slower time physically but you're actually developing so many skills internally that even normal people, even though they're doing physical things, they are not developing those things. Because when you have CFS, think of how much time you spend with yourself. The average person does not spend this much time in the day thinking, exploring their own mind, exploring not just the good parts of their mind, but the darkest corners of their mind. So with CFS, you are absolutely being productive and still developing in areas that you're not even aware of right now and you won't be aware of it until you come out the other side of this because you're going to know yourself so well that when things come up, when life gets stressful, you're going to know how to respond to those things. You're going to know, you're going to be able to use this whole experience as a reference point. And everything after this illness, trust me, it, it gets way easier. Life is easy compared to what you're going through right now. So just know you are being hardened, you are developing certain skills and you will have an iron spirit by the time you come out of this thing. But the truth is, the only reason you feel like you're in a rush and you feel like you might need to catch up to your friends and family and to the rest of the world because you live in this illusion that everything is moving on one track. But like I said, we are all on our own tracks in life and things speed up sometimes, things slow down. Patience is probably one of the greatest skills that you will learn in recovery. Not just patience with yourself, but patience over things that you can control and understanding that great things take time. When you move through these progress cycles, when you have an adjustment period and you flare up and you have to pull back for a few days to a few weeks, you learn to be patient very quickly because if you're not patient, you're gonna start stressing yourself out, which will only prolong that adjustment period, that symptom flare up, right? And if you don't know what adjustment periods are, then definitely click the video up here where I break down what is an adjustment period and also what's a crash. Because a crash is a term that's thrown around quite a bit in the CFS community. Turns out most people who have crashes or say that they have crashes, it's not a crash, it's an adjustment period. And there's a big difference between the two. So when you're going through progress cycles and adjustment periods in recovery, in order to recover, there is no other alternative but being patient. You have to be patient in order to start seeing results. So if it forces you to be patient and um, that's, that's really the only way out. The more patient you are, the less pressure you put on yourself to get better by a certain date or even waiting around for the symptoms to go away. You never ever want to wait around for it. You still want to do certain things that are within your comfort, right? You definitely have to pull back activity and pull back all stimulus and stresses in your life, but don't stop everything just because your symptoms are flaring up. So it does teach you to be patient and to go through these progress cycles. In recovery, 
realistically, I probably had over 100 adjustment periods or 100 progress cycles. I had to learn to be patient and I had to learn that in going into the fire, which is basically your symptoms flaring up, think of a samurai sword, which I also broke this analogy down up here. You know, recovery, think of yourself like a samurai sword. How are these beautiful, amazing pieces of art, this beautiful samurai sword, how is that made? Well, it goes into the fire, then they take it out, then it gets hammered and beat down so it gets stronger and stronger every time. In CFS, you know, that's your spirit being molded, right? And things after recovery are going to feel way, way easier. So. Like I said, I could talk about patience for hours and hours here, but overall just know that you need to stop thinking that there is a rush to get better and you need to stop thinking in terms of deadlines. You know, No matter what is happening around you, maybe there are certain goals you have, like timelines to get better by so you can see certain things, but having that pressure on yourself, it's only gonna prolong the process. So it actually has the opposite effect. In normal life, you have these goals so that you can get things done by a certain time. And the more goals you have, the more firm they are, and the better plan you have in place, the more you can predict when you achieve those goals and the more likely those goals will be achieved. However, in recovery, it's actually the opposite. When you set a hard deadline and say, I'm gonna do this, 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 and I backtrack the result to what I need to do and planned it out, that means I should get better by then. No, that only adds time to it because that puts unnecessary pressure and stress on yourself. Even though your intention is good, it actually does the opposite effect. And trust me, I know this, so better to just not have any deadlines and just don't rush to get back into things. The key in this video is to just continue being patient. I know if you're watching this right now, then you have been patient. I don't know if it's been months, maybe it's been years for you. But now that you've found this information, you don't have to be patient for that much longer because you'll actually start seeing progress. And when you start seeing progress, it's, it is easier to be patient and uh, you know, it just becomes natural. You don't even think in terms of I have to be patient or you know, in, in terms of timelines, you just learn to be in the present moment and enjoy the things you're able to do and your results tend to compound when you can shift into that mindset. So I hope you guys got lots of value out of this video and you, you took some notes, at least mentally, just remember to implement this implement all the things that I teach on this channel, all the videos you watch. Remember, knowledge is useless if it's not implemented. It doesn't matter how many videos you watch if you're not actually putting these into practice. You know, you don't have to put all of them into practice, but pick a few things to try to make sure you're using them because these are tools. Tools are useless if you don't actually use them. If you did want some extra help and guidance on your recovery journey, then you can click the link down below where we have a recovery jumpstart program. That's where we work directly with people just like yourself in a group setting, but also in a one-on-one -on -one setting. You have your own Thriver coach where we'll actually walk you through specifically what you should be focusing on in your situation because the coaches in the program, we've had CFS, have been bed-bound, couch-bound, house-bound, and rebuilt our lives to the point where we're living a life of thriving health without all of these health implications. If you did enjoy this video, make sure to hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, and make sure to comment down below the biggest takeaway from this video. I'm always reading all of the comments and I love engaging with you guys and hearing back from you. Always remember that you are a thriver and you are just one mind shift away from living a life with thriving health. I'll see you in the next video.